All right, that's going to do it for the survey results. It's time now to dive into the second portion with our interview with Mike. So, uh, Mike, you've had a home gym for a while. What was the original reason that you started one? So I, my first home gym started back in 2009. And that was when I kind of started my journey to kind of fitness uh, and eventually losing about 100 pounds, working out in like a small apartment bedroom using like at-home DVD instructor-led workout programs like P90X and Insanity and, and those ones. I was too embarrassed to, to take myself to a gym and not know what I was doing or be like the fat guy trying to lose weight on the treadmill. That, that was me. But figured it out, started assembling like dumbbells and like one of those like door frame pull-up bars and, and that, you know, that continued to build over time. So that was when I originally uh, started being a home gym guy was back in 2009 with some basic equipment, jumping around in a tiny 10 by 10 apartment bedroom. Awesome. How has it evolved since then? So kind of taking it back a little bit to, you know, where it was in 2009. I remember, so like I even picked up like, cause I was just trying to assemble whatever I could as I started to get stronger and kind of, you know, need to, to up the weight, but I was young and resources were, were limited. So I even, I took on a part-time job at like Dick's Sporting Goods just to get the discount. I think I'd work like four to six hours a week just to get the discount so I could buy more dumbbells. And I think I probably paid them for the job there basically. But that grew over time. Like I eventually like a one inch straight bar and like a one inch curl bar off of Amazon, you know, like crap. And then bought like some used one inch pig iron from somebody locally here in Seattle and then picked up like a Marcy bench from Amazon, which when I was still single and I was actually dating my wife, my now wife, like my bench doubled as my coffee table, right? Cause I'm like conserving space. So when I wasn't using it to lift, I'd lay it down flat and it was literally the coffee <laughs> table in front of my couch. And so I, I amassed like, you know, 350 ish pounds of like pig iron and had dumbbells from like five to 35 and just like those hex iron. And then like I picked up a pair of 1090 Bowflex dumbbells to get me heavier there. And but that was when I was still kind of like only, only in the in, inside, like I was doing like the DVD lead type of stuff and started to kind of get an itch to try out powerlifting and joined a commercial gym for a handful of years. That gym closed in 2019 or 2020, right. As they all did. And that's when I started to build out like my current space, which is, you know, power rack and not just hundreds of pounds of iron, thousands of pounds and ridiculous amounts of barbells. And, you know, I've got the bug now for sure. Yeah. We know what that's about. Yeah. Um, so when did you actually start creating home gym content? That's a good question. Even back in, you know, 2009, when I was doing those workouts, in my in my apartment i would share stuff you know to to facebook at the time and then when instagram came out around like 2011 2012 i would share content there you know like foods i was eating and you know recipes i was trying out as i was kind of you know just trying to like encourage friends and people that i knew with my own weight loss story and stuff and just because it was like part of my life and then i became you know i got married i became a husband and and then became a father. And, you know, if you look at my personal Instagram, like it's just kind of like dad content, right? Just like happy family man type of stuff. <laughs> but then, you know, when I started building stuff out here in, in 2020, I thought, ah, I want to create like a separate Instagram account, 
you know, and, and just kind of keep it separate. I'm not going to market it or share it on my, on my private account. I'm just going to kind of have it there and see what happens. And I'll just start, maybe it'll be a training log. Maybe it'll just be whatever. I have no idea. Uh, and I think my first post was in like August or of 2020 on the nice, like Mike account that I, I currently run now. Cool. So what have been some of your favorite moments since starting that Instagram account? I've had some really great moments. I've been so humbled by just the response and some of the traction that I've gotten. It's been a ton of fun and I'll share a couple of them, but I have to say that like the one standout moment for me, and I feel like <laughs> this is, this is well-deserved after the burn he took about a week ago, but when basement Brandon followed me back, that was, that was like a big moment for me personally. I, was working. It was like the middle of my day, you know, bored, check Instagram. And I see basement Brandon has followed you. And I, I like flipped out excited. I screenshot it and sent it to one of my old gym bros and was just like, dude, you know, cause we, him and I used to talk about Brandon <laughs> all the time. And for context, like I've been, I had been following Brandon since like 2012, 2013 ish when he was still like Campbell fitness or something like that. I think like one of my early deadlift PRs, like on that uh -huh. pig iron one inch barbell, like I didn't even know how to deadlift. I didn't know I shouldn't be deadlifting off of like those 25s I had on there. It's probably why I like eventually herniated a disc in my back, but like tagged him on it and everything. And so I've been like low key trying to get his attention for a long time. So it was just really cool for me. You know, when I started the account, it was like with like a tiny fraction of hope. Like that maybe I'd get the attention of some of the people who have like inspired me for so long or who have like had significant influence in my, my own fitness journey or my own home gym journey. So like that was just like a really cool moment for me. Shout out to basement Brandon, formerly Campbell fitness. I appreciate that follow, but there've been, there've been a ton of those moments, man. Like awesome. when garage gym experiment, you know, shared out one of my posts, similar excitement, man, like just like over the moon, incredibly rewarding, you know, when something like that happens and you see like the, the comments and the followers kind of start to trickle in, getting invited on my first podcast. Oh my gosh, man, like so humbled and so excited. Winning the surplus strength UPS in the spring garage gym competition. That was, I was just so pumped. So there's been a lot of really, really <laughs> cool moments and just having like a space to kind of like be creative and do something that I'm like genuinely passionate about working out, home gym, trading video content. I love this stuff, man. So to, to, to be getting some positive feedback, getting a little bit of traction has just, has made for a really great couple of years for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's, uh, let's talk about your space a little bit. Cool. Out in the garage, what has been your best purchase for your home gym? Best purchase has gotta be the Rogue RM3. That was a late-ish purchase for me. You know, I started the home gym in uh, April of 2020. Didn't get the rack until June of 2021. Prior to that, I was using the DIY squat rack that I that I created, and that got that got the job done. But getting the RM3 in my space just opened up so many different possibilities. And I was holding out for a long time because I think in my head I, I needed to have like a 43-inch depth rack right so like i thought and, and i'm limited on space and and my rack is like right in the walkway to, that takes you in and out of the house so i thought like no if i put a 43 inch rack here it's not going to make any sense <laughs> shout out again to basement brandon he posted like some youtube video on why a 30 inch rack 
works for him and how squatting in the 30 inch rack gets the job done. And that got me thinking. I thought, came out here with the, with the ruler, started running some numbers. I thought, I think I can make this work. Uh, so that's been, I mean, easily the best purchase I've made for my space. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. 30 inches is plenty. But how about the biggest mistake you've made? I think there was there were a handful of mistakes early on, you know, in the big equipment grab of, you know, 2020. You know, I was trying to participate in Reddit and or our home gym and the home gym discord and learning as quickly as I could. Uh, but I was coming off of like five years at a commercial gym, like a powerlifting gym, right? And so they had Texas Power Bars and Ivanka OM. So I was I was using better equipment than I actually realized I was using. But then when like purchasing for myself, I was looking for price point more than anything. I made some early mistakes like buying, you know, the the rep double-sided irons. I didn't even know they were double-sided, but when they showed up, I thought, oh, these aren't what I was looking for. They were dealing with some QC stuff at the time. And mine didn't show up in too bad a shape, but it just created additional work for me than having to flip those. And then I wound up going with the York milled, the, I think they're called the legacy plates. And even that was a nightmare because they were dealing with some significant quality issues with, and a lot of back and forth with their customer support. So it was just like those kinds of mistakes, like not knowing what I was really trying to buy and just kind of having to learn by getting it in the space and realizing like, no, this isn't really what I was going for. Of course, I had been spent five years using Avanco and Texas power bars and nice equipment. So I kind of had to learn the hard yeah. way. Thankfully though, it wasn't too hard to flip stuff the last you know couple of years, especially in 2020, that stuff went pretty fast. Any good or bad customer service experiences you could share? So I've, I've purchased a significant amount of equipment from Rep and Rep Fitness has, has really always knocked it out of the park in terms of like customer support. They, a couple of things that they did that was really cool. I mean, in the, in peak 2020, when equipment was really, really short, they were looking for people who were trying to resell equipment, right? So like if, you know, hypothetically, I don't know, this is just what I heard that if somebody had like bought like, I don't know, four or five benches or the same bench, right? Like they would cancel the order because they would like to think that you were trying to resell the equipment. But what I was doing was I, in order to try and like save some money was I was like partnering with like three or four other guys that I knew who were also trying to buy gym equipment. They weren't as uh, available to their computers to be able to catch the equipment drops like I was. So when I'd place an order, I'd place a big order for multiple sets of dumbbells, multiple benches. And so like I proactively reached out to rep and was like, hey, this is my account. I'm gonna be buying for like three or four guys. Is that gonna be cool? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Just reference this email if anything ever happens. So that was a really cool customer service experience. I also got caught up in the, the chalky dumbbells of like 2020 when they were shipping some terrible looking fully neural dumbbells that arrived out of the box, like looking all white. Kyle over at Kaizen recently posted about some of those that he found and kind of figured mm. out how to restore. And that was another one where I, I had bought like three sets of five to a hundred dumbbells and they all showed up like that. And they gave me a very, very generous credit. And, you know, I just distributed that to my buddies who all got the dumbbells and we were happy. Like, okay, that's fine. Like that, that makes them even more affordable. And then on the bad side, you know, I, I mentioned buying those York, York legacy milled plates. I got some 45s from them that were just unacceptable. You know, they're, they're imported from China. And when they arrived at my doorstep and I opened them, 
like on the rim, it was like, like fingerprints smudged into the iron. Like, like basically what it had like essentially looked like (laughs) was that the, the mold, right. Resulted in like a bad plate, (laughs) but they tried to like fix it with like some liquid cement or something and then just paint over it. I mean, it was, I've got pictures. It was horrific. Originally they were really, really cool about it. And they're like, "Ah, this happens sometimes, you know, we'll send you some more. They even said, Hey, we'll have the guys open them in the warehouse before we ship them to you just to kind of give them a quick QC. We'll send you some more, but they were really adamant about me sending back the damaged ones before the new ones came. And so I said, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll play ball. And then I sent back the originals, the, the, the replacements arrived and they were nearly as bad, like really bad. And, and then they went cold on me. They wouldn't respond to my emails. They, they wouldn't get back to me after being fairly responsive. Uh, so that was like a really bad, stressful experience for me. You know, you're investing thousands of dollars into this iron. You want it to be what you think it's going to be. Um, so I had to, I had to kind of pursue some alternative means to kind of make that right. But that was a really bad experience for me. Ouch. All right. Let's, let's swish it up. So you said earlier you were a commercial gym mm-hmm. um, person for a while. Uh, do you think you'll ever go back to a commercial gym? Not full time. I think there's, I think there's, there's a yes in there. It's like more of like a, maybe we're, you know, my, my family is planning on moving out of state eventually, uh, maybe even sooner rather than later. And we, if we moved, we'd be moving to a place where we don't necessarily know too many people. So I've thought about maybe joining a local gym when we, when we get there as a means of like meeting some, some guys kind of getting plugged into the community, see how that goes. But it's not a guarantee. It's kind of like a, maybe, you know, I plan to move all of this gym equipment with me. There might be a time when we're waiting for like our, our, our house to arrive wherever we've landed. So I could see myself going back to a commercial gym for, for a short period of time there. But the overall bigger answer like is, is a, is a no, I, I love having this space. I love the convenience of just being able to walk out here and work out whenever I want to. So it's, it's basically a no with a slight caveat. Well, building yeah. off of that, um, you, you mentioned that you like just walking out and getting started. Would you say that's the biggest benefit of your home gym or is there something else that trumps that? I, I think there's some things that trump that. I mean, I think that's one of the things. There's a, there's a lot of benefits. I think, I think for me at this stage in my life, I, I just like that my daughter, my five-year-old daughter gets to see her dad putting in that effort being intentional about taking care of, of, of his body or of my body, you know, p- making fitness a priority. I love that she gets to kind of pick that up by watching me do this nearly every single day. She'll come out here and join me sometimes, you know, and I'll give her some light weights to participate. You know, I know you guys are both dads, so I'm sure you guys have done similar things. And then on top of that, because I've kind of got like this DIY niche or niche, she gets to see me do that too, right? She gets to see her dad pick up tools and create things. And I even, she's five years old and I already see her kind of picking up on that. She she built some cool cat toy today for, we've just got a kitten. That's why I said gym cats. Although I got nothing against gym dogs, just in our, in our season of life, <laughs> we've got a cat. I love dogs too. And she created this like really cool toy out of like makeshift parts for the cat. And she was all proud of it. Like, look, daddy, what I built, you know? And I love that she gets to pick that up by seeing me do that. And then of course, like the other benefit of just having this Instagram account and getting to 
connect with guys like you. Like in my personal friend group, there's not really any guys. There's a couple that are like into this, like we are, right? So to have a space in a community of, of, of fellas that I can connect with in the DMs and through posts and stuff and be like-minded with is, is fantastic. I, I love it. So, so many great perks of having a home gym. So earlier you mentioned you, you started off with P90X and then kind of moved on to powerlifting program. So it sounds like you've tried a few different things. Can you give us a quick rundown of what your training history has looked like? And do you have a favorite programming option that you've used? So, you know, I started my, my fitness journey, you know, 15, 14 or 15 years ago with P90X and ran that a handful of times, moved over to Insanity, which was a similar program. And those were really effective, right? I, I lost a hundred pounds jumping around in my sinking apartment bedroom, following those protocols and, and figuring out the dieting piece. But I got bored right after running those for four or five years. And so after that, I, I, I it, it honestly, it was through guys like, you know, Brandon and, you know, Mark Bell and just other guys as I kind of started to like really become interested in fitness as a whole and listen to podcasts and follow guys on YouTube and, you know, Johnny Candido and Omar Isaf and, and seeing the way that these guys were lifting. And so I got interested in powerlifting and that's when I joined a, a powerlifting gym here locally in the Seattle area uh, in a city called Redmond. Shout out to Eastside Gym. And I had no idea what I was doing, you know, when I first went there. I made friends by asking questions, you know, what are you doing? But from but when I got in there, I started with um, Wendler's 531 and liked that, ran that a few times. I kind of experienced some injuries with the volume and just the wear and tear on my body. So switched to, I invested in like the Renaissance periodization physique templates. And they've got some other templates that I had used that were really, really great. Uh, I've used barbell medicine templates. And I've even worked with a coach on a couple of occasions where they did my programming. It's hard to pin down a favorite because they all have pros and cons. You know, I think the easy answer is I've, I really liked the Renaissance periodization physique templates because you kind of get to choose the movement for the body part that they're trying to hit. And because I could do that, I could kind of be efficient with my training, right? I could kind of like, if I'm, if I knew I was going to be at the gym, then I could pick two exercises back to back that were close together in terms of like where the machine or where the equipment was in the gym, right. To kind of save time and move through the workout faster. But towards the end of their blocks, when they start hitting you with like six and seven sets for an exercise, you're looking at like a two and a half, three hour training session in the gym. And those got really, really long. So that's kind of like the bad side about it. On the flip side of that, having a, a coach who's writing my programming for me saves me the time of having to write it and pre-plan it. But they're not thinking like me. You know, they're not thinking about, is this going to be efficient for him to, especially here in the home gym, right? Like, oh, let me give him a bench press movement, supersetted with a, a, a lat row or a, high, you know, a lat pull down or something. It's like, uh, well, my lat pull down is kind of in the middle of my rack. So I can't have a bench in the middle of it while I'm doing a lat pull down. Right. <laughs> so they're not thinking like that. So I guess the short answer is, you know, favorites were probably the Renaissance periodization templates. I love the barbell medicine ones too, for, for, they've got some great reasons. And my least favorite have to be like the, the at-home workout programs like P90X and Insanity. They were super effective. Don't get me wrong. They kick your ass, man. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever tried those programs. They're not fun. And I find it much more 
entertaining, just more interesting to do like your more typical resistance training, powerlifting style stuff. Yeah, we've uh, jumped around to some insanity, <laughs> some P90X, right, Jake? So like, that's right. Remember the days? Yeah, with some pop with some power okay. blocks. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a quick story. A, a quick, yeah. quick. You know, I'll make it super <laughs> fast. So when gyms first shut down, and I didn't have any equipment here at the house, I was I was like. I'll just run P90X again. I've been curious about running that program again, right? I've been, you know, I've been training way more. I'm like stronger. I'm more fit than I ever was doing P90X 10 years ago. I did it one day and I said, nope, I'm not doing this again. I will start buying some equipment. And that's when I made the decision and I went and had a conversation with my wife. I said, you know what, babe? I don't think I have it in me to run through P90X again. I was, you know... 10, 15 years younger, I'm not doing this. That's a, that's a monster. I think it'd be fun to do like a home gym competition and, and like have, see who can make it, who can make it the furthest through like a block of P90X. Cause that's a brutal ass workout, man. <laughs> it's tough. 90 days. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> well, here's a, uh, here's a very popular question for our Q and A's. How does someone save money by owning a home gym? Okay. So I think that the, the the practical short answer you might be looking for here is you can save money by comparison to you know committing to like a a commercial or big box gym membership over the span of like ten to twenty years if you can resist the urge to keep upgrading or keep building right like if you can go and be satisfied with a basic squat stand or even a basic power rack and a barbell and a curl bar and just enough plates to get you by, you will save money over the course of time for sure. When you start looking at builds like the three of our spaces, it doesn't pay itself back for you know 50 to 80 years if you're looking at like a basic 20 to $50 a month gym membership. But I do think like there is an answer here that says yes. And that answer is that like, it is an investment Potentially, if you're buying this equipment, it can be handed down to your children, right? Um, or members of your family, and it's going to continue to pay dividends over the course of time. Um, assuming that a home gym actually gets you working out, whereas a commercial gym might not, you're saving money uh, on health expenses and future procedures that you might have by taking care of yourself. And then I think, like, kind of to, to, to reframe the question, uh, and it kind of kind of dials back to something I shared earlier, like when you're building out your home gym, a way to save money is to find other local guys who are building out a gym as well and don't go the free shipping route and <laughs> try to hit pallet status and have, you know, uh, Rogue ship. I think, I don't know if they're still doing this, but for a while Rogue was doing like $50 shipping if you were buying a power rack. Right. And they introduced, reintroduced that, I think like a month or two after I got my rack, I think shipping on my rack was like 300 plus dollars. And then they're like, Oh, by the way, we're doing $50 shipping. If you buy a rack and no matter what else you add to the order, it'll just be $50 shipping. So that's the way that you can save money when you're, when you're building out your home gym space, you know, get together with some other guys who are looking to build out the space as well. Yeah. Mike, let me just, let me just pile onto that. So I, th I think the, the big thing with, do you save money by owning a home gym? Yes. The answer can be yes. yes if you go about it the right way. So no matter no matter how you fill your gym up, you can fill it with five thousand dollars. If you're comparing it to 
cheap gym membership, you can still save money as long as you're productive with the time you saved. So like over, let's just say within a year, if you're actually productive with the one to 200 hours you'll save or more or less, and you're doing it and you're like adding, let's just say you're, you're an entrepreneur and you add that amount to your, to your work. Um, you're more than likely if, to, if you do that year by year, you're going to save more than you're going to earn more than $5,000. So if you're productive with that time and combine it with the ability to earn more, that's a great take. You, you come out on top. I mean, I've always said like, I wouldn't have been able to build this business if it wasn't for the time I saved while having a home gym. So can I, can I say something for the listeners? There you Yes. Jake, I love how you fight for this for this question. Jake always has an explanation on how it's possible. He fights for it. It is possible. It's definitely it is possible. possible. My argument is that you will get bored with the inexpensive gym that you you purchase and you will buy more. Or like most of us, you'll just get obsessed and your hobby will take over. Yeah. Let's just say though you're you're able to save a hundred hours. Let's just say you can you can find a way to make $20 during that $20. That's $2,000 extra a year. Do that for five, five years. That's $10,000. Your ROI on that home gym is two X. <laughs> like uh, yes. For your entrepreneur who's maximizing their time. Unless you're saving gas, right now. Yeah. saving gas. Yeah. Jake, you fight for this I, question. You know, I like I'm it. I'm going to join you in this fight, Jake. You know, I obviously started off my answer a little bit more practically, <laughs> but I agree, man. I think that like you have to remove like even if you you just kind of have to remove dollar for me, right? This is it's it's such a personal question, and I think you know for me, you kind of have to remove dollar bills from the equation. I think that my overall, my wife said this recently. Like I asked, I asked like a question on the store in my stories, like how has having a home gym, you know, had a positive impact on you? And my wife got playful and like submitted an answer to it, and she said it's made my husband really, really happy. And it has, like, this has brought so much joy into my life and being here with you guys and having this cool space and having a hobby. It's, it's like, I mean, it's, it's unlocked this new thing for me that I never knew I, I could be so excited about, like I said, with the content creation and meeting great people. And so I think it's not so much about dollar bills, it's more about the value that it adds to your life. And for me, having a home gym adds significant value to my life, without a doubt. So Jake, I join you on your mission to fight for this question <laughs> that yes, you do save it's more, it, you know, money and you gain value by having a home gym. I dig the value, yep. Yeah, um, dig the value for sure. Was it, was it Mars? On his uh, on his one on one interview, who called it called it uh, taking your Prozac, was going to the gym, something like that. I think yeah. he referenced it that way. I was I was cracking up. Something like that. Cool. Well, uh, nice like Mike. Uh, Mike, where can you people can find, find you? me on Instagram and TikTok at nice like Mike? Coming soon to YouTube on Instagram. I post home gym DIY builds, hacks, tips, training content, equipment. A little bit of dad life stuff in there as well. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. We loved having you, man. That's going to do it for us. Did you like tonight's episode? 
be sure to keep your eye out for new episode releases wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay involved in our social media sites by following Garage Gym Experiment and taking part in our Sunday surveys on Instagram so that you can be a part of the conversation. Like, follow, subscribe to the channel on YouTube and get involved in our website at garagegymexperiment.com for all those home gym content needs. Jake, do you have anything else left for the listeners? Nope. Boss says nope, so we're done. Bye.